Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Thrive Sermon Series. During this series, we're exploring what it means and looks like to thrive in Christ. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Well, again, welcome to Valley Brook Community Church. I'm Clark Poff. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. We're in the middle of a series called Thrive. At this point in the service, we release our kids ages four uh, through uh, eighth grade to go to their classes so they can head down to the left in the children's ministry and uh, attend their classes there. So we want to just bless them in that time. So as I said, we're in the middle of a series called Thrive. We're excited about it. Um, it just uh, I've had so much exciting uh, feedback to get as a pastor. Um, This week I I received a text from a pastor friend in another town. He said, hey, I'm I'm at Dunkin' Donuts and there's a couple of guys with their Bibles out and Thrive books out at the table. I thought, wow, that is so cool. So if if that's one of you, wow, good for you. You know, doing whatever it takes to to be in community and in God's Word. Uh, That's critical for followers of Jesus Christ to do that. So before I dive into this message, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, as we open your word today, Lord, we ask that you would give us your spirit to uh, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And Lord, we pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about the fruit of faithfulness. This series, Thrive, is based on the fact that God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in us and, and we're connected to God the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. Apart from, from, apart from Jesus in our lives, from, apart from His Spirit in our lives, we could do nothing. But also we learn that the Holy Spirit wants to produce spiritual fruit in our lives. And so we've been looking at that. The, the fruit of the Spirit comes from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. So I encourage you to look in that if you've never seen it before. But today we're looking at the fruit of faithfulness. Now, consider this for a moment. We learn faithfulness from God. Think about how God has demonstrated his faithfulness to us. We learn about God's uh, faithfulness to us because we receive salvation from God. We learn about God's faithfulness to us because we're delivered from temptation by God. We learn about faithfulness from God because God sanctifies us. In other words, he makes us holy for him through his faithfulness. We learn about God's faithfulness because he gives us forgiveness of our sins through our faith in Jesus Christ. We learn about God's faithfulness because he delivers us from times of suffering. And we learn about God's faithfulness. Because he's given us the ultimate promise of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. So we can see that we learn faithfulness from God. And he has promised and assured us that he will keep all of his faithfulness to us. So God is our model of faithfulness. But what does the fruit of faithfulness look like in followers of Jesus Christ? I mean, so if I'm bearing faithfulness, what's that going to look like? Uh, the faithful person is one who is dependable, trustworthy, and loyal. And we'll look at that in just a minute. Uh, someone who can be depended on in all the relationships. They're honest. They're ethical. Uh, in the Old Testament... We have a picture of what that looks like. In the book of Daniel, chapter 6, I'm just going to read a scripture to you uh, about what others said about Daniel. 
They had tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel and his conduct, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was faithful, neither corrupt nor negligent. It's powerful. Daniel's a, a model, a human model of faithfulness to us. So let's look at what the, faithful, the fruit of faithfulness looks like according to Scripture. I'm going to give you three words as we go through this that, that help us understand what faithfulness looks like as we live it out. Here's the first one. Faithfulness is honesty. Faithfulness is honesty. Now, we all know that honesty is being truthful, telling the truth, and, and being honest in, in our words and our actions. Uh, when we don't tell the truth, the Bible's clear, that's sin. I find this very interesting. Jesus referred, in the Gospel of John, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. As the spirit of truth. In a, in a section of the book of Ephesians, the apostle Paul tells us that uh, we need to watch how we communicate both with our words and with our emotions because we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. See, when you study that passage, you, you see that we're commanded not to grieve the Holy Spirit in the way that we communicate directly from our mouths, but also uh, the way we communicate emotionally through our actions. When our communications don't build each other up, when they're not kind, when they're not compassionate, uh, when they're not truthful, that grieves the Spirit of God. When we're dishonest and lie, that doesn't build up the body. Obviously, that grieves the Spirit of God too. And, and then I find it always encouraging that the Apostle Paul says that we're supposed to speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. A lot of us just like to speak the truth. Bam, hammer. We're supposed to speak the truth in love, not as a hammer. So uh, in the book of Proverbs, this is what it says about honesty. It says, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The Lord detests lying lips. We've all lied, all right? Uh, all of us have lied at some point in our life. I mean, I don't think we, any of us make it a uh, purpose to do that regularly, but we've all lied. And we need to understand that God detests lying lips. Yeah, obviously, if it's a, if it's a frequent issue, it, it's a it, frequent occurrence, it's an issue. It's something that we have to deal with. You know, when we recognize we lie, we need to deal with it. We need to confess it as sin. We need to apologize to the person we lied to, and we need to apologize to God, ask for forgiveness, and seek to make a U-turn from that type of attitude, behavior, language, and not do it again. Lying has been defined, this way, been defined this way. And listen, just sort of grab the breadth of this definition of lying. Lying uh, is any deceit in word, in action, in attitude, or in silence or in deliberate exaggeration, or in distortions of the truth, or in creating false impressions. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that's huge. So yeah, we lie when we outright tell a lie, but we also lie when we exaggerate or distort the truth or create false impressions. Did you see the fish I caught the other day? It was this big. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we exaggerate. When we exaggerate the truth. 
So bearing the fruit of faithfulness requires honesty in, in the big decisions, the critical decisions, the medium decisions, and the tiny insignificant decisions. Jesus knows that, that we need to be truthful and responsible with handling big and small matters. So we read in the Gospel of Luke these words. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. We should meditate on that this week. Just mull that one over. Meditate on it about your own life. So, so let me ask you a question. Uh, a rhetorical question, no, no hand raising, no answering out loud, okay? Uh, are you living honestly? Are you living honestly? Do you tell the truth or do you bend the truth? Do you tell uh, little white lies sometimes? Uh, we can call it something else, but a lie is a lie. Are we agreed on that? A lie is a lie. Think about it in other areas. Do you report all of your wages? Are you truthful about your time card, about your expense reports, about any report? Students, do you tell parent, your parents about all your grades? Um, do you hide any of your activities from your spouse, your parents, or your boss? Are you living faithfully for Jesus? He knows. So you might as well be honest with him because he knows and ask him to help you live faithfully and honestly. So, so the fruit of faithfulness first means that you'll live your life honestly. Here's the second thing that the fruit of faithfulness means. It means you'll live your life with dependability. Dependability. Now, I want to do something a little different this morning. Um, we're going to look at, at Psalm 15, and I'm going to ask you to read it with me. And I'm going to ask you to read it with gusto, okay? So it's going to be on the screen behind me, and, and I'm going to start it off. But, you know, let's, let's really, uh, let's go for it, all right? Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. That's a definition of what it means to be faithful. I mean, you saw some things about honesty in there. We're just going to look at dependability. It's a powerful scripture, uh, one that we should honestly refer to often and even use it to review our lives. Are we living that way? But, but did you notice when it talks about, in verse 4, it talked about dependability. Uh, those that keep their promises even when it hurts. You ever made a promise to help somebody out or do something, and, uh, uh, and then a week later, something better comes along? Hey, I got a couple of tickets to the big game or to the concert. 
Oh, I promised so-and-so I'd do this with them. What do you do? Are you dependable? Yeah, sometimes you can say, hey, can, can we do this tomorrow? Yeah, sometimes you can. But, but do we bail? Do we bail out when something better comes along? Do we, do we just not show up? Well, you know, when you're... If, whether you're an employer or an employee, do, do you ever make commitments to, to one, to your employees or to your employer and, and then bail out, not follow through? If you're part of a, an organization, um, do you volunteer for things and, and, and not show up? You know, the reality is a, a dependable person is one who says, you know, I'll do this. And they show up on time. Uh, they come with a, a joyful heart. They're committed to the task and they're, uh, with their mind, their mouth, and their body language. They, they do the best that they can do. They stay till it's complete, not to when the, the uh, volunteer time frame ends. And, and they do it again. I mean, I mean that's the kind of, uh, of people that we would want to volunteer for something for us. And that's the kind of volunteers we need to be or the kind of employees or employers that we, we need to be. Dependability. My favorite author is Dr. Seuss. And uh, when I became a parent, I began to read stories to my kids, Dr. Seuss in particular, but other stories. And I began to realize that a lot of those stories that I read as a child or that were read to me, I didn't quite see the, the message um, in the stories with a child's mind as I did now with an adult's mind. And uh, many of you know the story of Horton. Got a little confused first service. I said it was Horton Hears a Who where he says this, but it's actually Horton Hatches an Egg. All right. If you don't remember that story, he makes a commitment to, uh, uh, to sit on an egg uh, while the mama bird had to take care of some errands. And um, there were those who told him that uh, he shouldn't do that and the weather turned bad. You know, here's Horton sitting on an egg in a tree. You know, Horton, by the way, is an elephant, so you begin to understand the, the uh, visual you're getting here. Um, but uh, they try to get him just to give up and leave the egg alone. But Horton won't. And Horton's mantra was, I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful 100%. When I read that as an adult, it's like, oh, I get it. I need to mean what I say and saying what I mean. I need to be 100% faithful. You know, as a child, I don't know, just I like the story. I like the picture. Here's an elephant in a tree, you know. But, but that's the kind of people we need to be. We need to say what we mean and mean what we say. Dependability. Now, you know, sometimes in this life, it's uh, very easy to just to uh, uh, sit back and, and critique everybody. But a follower of Christ needs to demonstrate their commitment, their dependability by being all in. You know, heart, soul, mind. Uh, you know, I like to say that, you know, God created us and he wants our, our time, 
our talent, our treasure, and, and our touch. And he wants to work through us in those ways. And we need to be on board with him 100% dependable. So faithfulness is about being dependable to our commitments to God and to others. And, and let's remember, uh, our first commitment is to God. I believe if, if I'm completely committed to God, I'll be a better husband. And if I'm committed to God, I'll be a better dad. And if I'm committed to God, I'll be a better uh, sibling. I'll be a better child. I'll I'll be a better friend. I'll be a better pastor. I'll be a better member of the community. If my commitment to God is on top and I get that right, God's going to help me get all the others right. Yes, I'll make mistakes and I'll, I'll have to ask for forgiveness. Because that's part of being human. Uh, Faithfulness is about being dependable. So let me ask you about your dependable nature. Are you dependable? What would your friends say, your boss say, your spouse say, kids say, your parents say? Do you say what you mean and mean what you say? Do you keep your promises even when it hurts? Even when something better comes along? You know, uh, many of us make promises to God in some places in Scripture. They're called vows. Do you, do you keep your vows to God? Do you keep your vows to your spouse, to your kids, to your parents, to your boss? to your employees, to, your, to those who are teaching you in school, the promises you make, do you, to your coaches, to your teachers. I mean, do you keep your promises? The fruit of faithfulness reveals itself in our dependability, reveals itself in our honesty. Being faithful means being dependable, being honest. Here, here's the, 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 the third and final thing. Um, faithfulness is loyalty. Loyalty. Uh, a couple of uh, Proverbs we're going to look at. Um, Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Do you have people in your life that uh, are your friends through thick and thin? Uh, are there when, uh, uh, when you're riding high and when you're riding low? Uh, it, no, nobody likes a fair weather friend. You know, you know fair weather friends... Um, there when things are great, but when life gets hard or difficult, they, they just sort of disappear. In Scripture, in the Old Testament, we see uh, a loyal friendship, and it's between David and Jonathan, the son of King Saul. And uh, uh, David is probably the best illustration of human loyalty because his loyal friendship with David almost cost him his life at the hands of his own father. And amazingly, Jonathan realized that his loyalty to David in the end would cost him the throne of Israel. But he didn't bail out on David. Loyalty can be costly. It can be costly. You know, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, so I believe the 
fruit of the Spirit can, uh, the Holy Spirit can empower you to handle that cost, to be loyal. Loyalty can be difficult. But we see this example of loyalty in God who never gives up on us. We just sang that. God never promised that life would be easy, but he promised his followers that he would never leave us or forsake us. And Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew showed his loyalty to us that, when, uh, that he, we, he would always be with us. Loyalty not only costs from what you give for the other person, but sometimes it costs what you receive from the person who's loyalty, loyal to you. Here's the other proverb, 27.6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an in- enemy multiplies kisses. Look, we all need friends who can speak truth into our lives. Uh, you know, we need people who can say, Hey, you know what? You did a really good job here, but I, something's missing here. Uh, you know, uh, you'll, you'll thank my wife for this. Um, uh, I ask her if what I'm wearing is okay before I leave the house. And she's a loyal, uh, my loyal best friend, and she'll say, you shouldn't go outside with that on. Um, <laughs> I think, too, because she doesn't want me to embarrass her, but at the same time, she, she you know, I've, I've, uh, I've worn some doozies, let's just say. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, fashion challenged, so uh, if, I, if I look okay, it's, thank you. Thank Cynthia, actually, because it's nothing that I did. Um, but really, you know, wounds from a friend can be trusted. By the way, after 30 years of marriage, it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore. I just feel better that I've, I've gone through my wife's filter. Um, in the beginning, I was actually a bit angry that she was telling me I had no sense of what went together, that what matched. But, but now I'm, I'm fearful of not asking her because it will look bad, all right? But it, wounds from a friend can be trusted. So we need a friend who's loyal enough to tell us Bad news, okay? So let me ask you about your faithfulness. Are you loyal to God? Are you loyal to others? Are you willing to receive wounds from a friend? Because loyalty works both ways. Are you willing? Do people trust you? They trust you with the easy stuff and with the hard stuff. Do people know that you'll be there no matter what? The fruit of faithfulness is loyalty. It's dependability. And it's honesty. God needs us to be his faithful followers. I want to bring this to a close here. And I'm going to invite the band up because we're going to go into a final song. But... but, um, Let me just remind you a couple of things that we see in Scripture about a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. You know, the Apostle Peter said this. He said, we're supposed to be faithful stewards of God's grace. You know, I look at these. This is so moving to see so many people bring these up. And it's so moving to see you pray over these kids. You know, I don't know 
I don't know if Dan said this or not, but, but each one of these boxes before it, it's sent, it will have an explanation of the gospel in the native tongue of that child so that they can read it or it can be read to them and they understand it. Uh, um, this is being faithful stewards of God's grace. It's, it's, it's what we're about. And uh, there are so many ways that we, we can do that. But, but he, here's what I want you to understand as one who's called to bear the fruit of faithfulness. It's, it's not just for nothing. It's not just for, for getting good marks from God. It's what God requires of us. Jesus tells this story in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. He tells a story about a faithful servant and about an unfaithful servant. And uh, speaking to the faithful servant, who has been faithful in what was required? This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. This isn't about a prosperity gospel. This is about the fact that God wants us to be faithful and he, we will receive blessings. There will be a day. Look, you, let me just be clear. When you come to faith in Jesus Christ, your eternal destination is, is guaranteed and signed. Uh, you, you're going to be in heaven. But there still will be a final judgment that one day everyone will stand before God and face judgment of God because God's going to say let's take me for instance Clark I'm glad you you're saved you know you're I see no sin on you because of the blood of Jesus Christ you're going to go to heaven but let's let's talk about what you did with your time your talent your treasure and your touch while you're on earth let's talk about what you did with what I gave you to manage and he's going to judge me by what I did with what he gave me while I was on earth. And we'll all face that. And, and the words that I want to hear are well done, good and faithful servant. I think that's what we all want to hear. So we're going to move into a time of prayer and science because, you know, this message to me calls for some soul searching. And I think we have to talk to the Lord. And we may need to ask for boldness to, to be more faithful. We may need to repent for being unfaithful. And we may need uh, to ask for the Holy Spirit's power to bear the fruit of faithfulness more and more. So I'm just going to open the time and go silent and let you talk to God. And then I'll close this time of prayer. Let's bow our heads and pray. are so grateful that you love us and you care for us and you've given us the Holy Spirit to empower us to be fruitful followers of you. 
And so, Lord, we ask for more boldness to be fruitful. We confess that we have sinned and not been fruitful. And we ask that you would empower us in ways that we've never imagined to use what you've given us for your glory and your kingdom. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. It's our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information about Valleybrook Community Church, please visit our website at valleybrook.cc.